Hey, everybody, it's Kai. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Corner Office Podcast. This week, I'm talking to somebody whose work has touched a whole lot of pop culture today. But unless you are working in Hollywood, there is a chance you have never heard of her. Her name is Danny Garcia. She's the CEO of a holding and management firm called the Garcia Companies, which basically means her company manages the careers and marketing for celebrities, some brands as well. In Danny Garcia's case, that includes people like Henry Cavill. You might know him as the latest incarnation of Superman. Also, oh, by the way, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So I sat down with Danny Garcia at her Los Angeles office out in Beverly Hills, and we got right to it. We're expecting you. Won't you have a seat? Ready to go to work? Danny Garcia, thanks for coming on the program. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. So, not as excited as I am to be here, actually. Oh, yeah, no, totally. Come on. I'm a fan of, of your company and what you do. But that's actually the point. If, if I say you are the one of, right, because Hollywood is funny that way, but you're one of the most influential companies in Hollywood that nobody's ever heard of. Do you buy that? Mm, I think, I, well, you know what? I, I never think too much of the no one's ever heard of because I'm always in the grind of moving forward. But I think you're right. I think people are like, really? Wow. What do you do? And then they see what we do and they're like, wow, how have we never heard of you? (laughs) Exactly. Tell me about the grind. Um, Gosh, it's a full, it's a full on. We have a, we have an interesting schedule. Um, So there's the, and and we use the word grind, but really if it was that grindy, we wouldn't be able to do as much as we do. So it's, it has to be, it's a flow grind. Let's call it flow grind. Flow grind. All right. (laughs) You know, there, there is a, a lot of strategic planning. There are a lot of initiatives. There's, there's a point of view. There's a reason why, you know, whether we're working on the weekends or how long or when we get up to do, to execute the way we want to execute. We try very, and I think we've done it successfully where we've developed a culture where we do one thing and it impacts 20 different projects. And that's actually a necessity. Explain and that's that an a art. Explain So that. when you're looking, I'll back up a little bit. The Garcia Companies, which is sort of mm-hmm. the focus of what we're talking about today, it's a, it's a holding company. It's a private holding company made up of a portfolio of consumer-facing, innovative, entertainment, media, food, fitness-driven products and I'm, brands. I'm going to pause here to note that you had a career on Wall Street. You uh, come from finance. And right. so you're talking the talk. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so that's right. over here. Okay. So within that portfolio, you're today at TGC Management Group. That's the hub, the brand consulting, marketing developing group that manages Dwayne Johnson, Henry Cavill, Seven Bucks uh, Enterprises, Seven Bucks Companies, Tequila, etc. So when you look at this portfolio, you might think, oh, there's all these different expressions. But if you begin to drill back and drill higher or go higher and higher, right. you're going to see that they're actually very intricately related. So they flow from, let's, we'll use Dwayne, right? My mm-hmm. best and most beautiful case study, mm-hmm. <laughs> the master. Um, there's nothing in his expressions, and his expressions are his companies or right. his projects, that don't relate to everything he does in a single day. So when I'm adding, wow, an sorry, that is so that is so um, intentional. It is. It is. Well, there's no has to be. I guess. Well, you you can't if if you look at the past and you look at icons who are no longer with us. There is a reality to getting to a certain size and scope, and how destructive that could be. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. it's an unholistic setup. So if you're looking for reach and size and scope, and this is one of the core elements of what I do and what the TGC Mm -hmm. group does, the way we approach things, everything has to work together. So there's sustainability. 
and so that I can thrive. If you're creating an enterprise for an individual, and this is their 24 hours, and then you have to add five hours and 10 hours and, and go lanes yep. that go yep. out and out yep. and out, you will have no long-term success. It's detrimental to the individual. It's detrimental to the brand. So we build internally. What is this person doing? How do they love themselves? What do they love? How do they con- you know, connect with the audience? And then we start to build from that point of view. The word that comes to mind right now is discipline. Yes. Right? Right? right. right? I mean, come on. Well, you're talking to a professional bodybuilder. So. Well, 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 I was going to – now that you've raised it, right, that's clearly – it's rooted in there somehow. Right. It's rooted in the principle of the yes and the no and sticking to the plan. Yeah. Knowing what's beneficial, knowing what's detrimental, knowing what looks like chocolate cake but is actually going to hurt you on okay. stage. Well, that's so good. Yes, that's so good. Okay, so so look, so what is your – as you scale and develop new expressions right. uh, for Dwayne or anybody – um, what's your risk tolerance? Good. Uh, that's really, ah, oh, that's a great question. Ooh, I love this podcast because you're asking me <laughs> such wonderful questions that I usually don't have to articulate. Uh, it, it depends on where the interest, I'm going to call the principle, which can either be an individual or brand. Uh-huh. It really depends on where they're at. And if someone is at, let's say we have a, a, a project or a principal who's just initially, or they, they are initially just interacting with the markets. And whether it's consumers, whether it's fans or it's audience, there should actually be a lower risk tolerance because every step that they take and every extension from that very, very initial beginning point mm-hmm. is actually more critical then if you've been out in the markets for 10 years and you have a, you know, you don't just have a lane, you have a 10-lane highway, right. which you've sort of explained to everyone who you are, what you do. You had failures, you had successes, you but have people, goodwill, right? you have goodwill and people understand why you do things and that the intent is there to get better. And so that you've given mm-hmm. yourself room. When you're first beginning, you will do 5% of the work, but the audience and the consumer will do 95% of the work in filling in the bias of who you are. Right, so they are filling mm-hmm. in the gap of who you are. Maybe you with me right now. You're like, I think I know her. I'm, She's got I'm curly, curly hair. Together, you know. You're like, but let, I have experience, but I'm filling her in. So until I can begin to share with you all of my complexities in a manner of goodwill that makes sense, each initial step becomes critical. So we actually have much more bandwidth as the company gets mature. So mm-hmm. we can take a little more risk. It's the opposite. Really, you think any enterprise, the risk is right in the beginning, that startup, the mm-hmm. first uh, one to three years. But actually, um, and that is, that, that is the riskiest time. But it's interesting as far as risk-taking decisions. One of my um, principles, I'm going to call them, is going to be taking a big risk in two days. And we'll see okay. something that is right, just a brand we'll new expression wow. uh, that'll be shown in about a month or two. But they've earned that right. They've been having the conversations. They've been breaking down sort of expectations of who they are and who they aren't. And now they get to be freer. But that's a 14-year career. Mm -hmm. So interesting, huh? Opposite. Yeah, it is actually interesting. Um, So how do you do what you do? Because you are riding herd, metaphorically, Mm -hmm. on large egoed people or projects that people are really invested in. So how do you manage that? You know, I um, in the beginning, I used to think I managed people, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I gave them the ideas and the concepts. 
And now really what I understand is I, I seek to understand whatever the project or the principle, who they are, what they're trying to do. And then I create the solutions to extend who they or what it is to the world. So one of them is like, you will do this. And the other one is like, ah, I can see who you are. I can see what the audience, I can see what the consumer may be needing in five to 10 years. Let me give you a solution to get that way. This is so interesting because it's a little bit high concept metaphysical. It is. Right? <laughs> it's, I know. We do get down to numbers, though. We do go well, down to well, ROI I, and it's I, like, I'm, okay. I'm, sh- I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. But, but in a way, yeah. managing the brands and the talent and all that stuff is you got to be a little zen. You have to be a little zen, right? Right. I don't travel. I try not to travel with my interests because if I go, the ship can go down. (laughs) Because a lot of the skill set is internalized. But the wonderful thing is the skill set or the role I play is really, as I said, it's looking five to seven years. It's, it's, It's the journey forward. What happens after that, once there's clarity and understanding, is TGC management and the rest of the group builds the systems that are sustainable mm-hmm. so that so things can happen. So we're not in this sort of, okay, we don't have the concept. Um, so it does work. So, so what's your management style? My management style is empowerment. And my management style is actually, I'm very, very deeply involved in the belief of making sure my individuals are whole. You know, I do not, for example, I, my TGC management, the majority are women, women executives Hmm. now, which is a wonderful thing. Women executives who are getting married, women executives who are having children. Inherently, I'm going to take responsibility for the fact that my female executives have families Mm -hmm. and want to have children. So we put systems in place to support them through childcare so that they can come back here and still be exactly who they want to be and have the life they Mm -hmm. wanted to have. So I'm very deeply invested in making sure, whether it's a principle or a brand, that all of the individuals involved are going to be in a better place throughout the entire process. Mm -hmm. And that includes the partner. So whoever we're interacting with, whether it's, you know, let's, we'll go again in the Dwayne Johnson enterprise. Mm -hmm. We have Project Rock and we have Under Armour. My responsibility Mm -hmm. are both to see not only how does Project Rock work in Under Armour, but how does Under Armour advance and is taken care of as well as Project Rock. And in fact, that approach applies to everything, whether it's a film, whether it's Voss, whether it's my own individual efforts, how are we all moving holistically forward? If I don't have a solution where the entire group is moving, then I didn't spend enough time on the solution. Well, so to that, what's your, uh, uh, what's your worst nightmare? What keeps you up at night? That's a good, oh, not, not seeing things. Missing, missing something. I just, um, as I think you know, I just competed in mm-hmm. my in a bodybuilding competition about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I've been in, away from the stage for four years. Wow! So it was a long hiatus. I was just going to say learning curves, learning curves steep coming <laughs> yeah, back. Right. And not only that, I uh, started my prep at 191 pounds. I ended up on stage at 147 pounds. So that was nine months wow. of dieting and doing films and launching tequila and launching athletic, you know, doing everything, uh, which was an incredible experience in itself because as you lose weight, you're sort of detoxing. So you have to manage the brain, the body, the emotions and keep everything running. But the one thing, and this I haven't solved yet. So it's interesting. We're talking about the win for me was not actually a win of placement. I was in the third call out. So 30, 40 girls, I was 15th, let's say. But the win was the actual loss of weight and allowing yeah. my body to get back on stage. 
I didn't see that. My mind was, how can I be a top five competitor, a top 10 competitor? There were things I missed. Like, in my division, the girls were 10 to 12 pounds heavier than I was. Just very obvious things. And I had a wonderful team of people around me. So in my head, this is a great opportunity to say, what was I missing? There was a bigger win that I didn't see. I did see when we were done. You know, I had, yeah. we had produced an IGTV series and it's been viewed over 35 and a half million times, wow. which is mind blowing to me. Um, but I missed, so there were bigger wins happening and then there was a big picture. So, and that's in me personally. So if it's happening to me personally, that means I'm missing something. I'm missing opportunities. That's really what keeps me up. Hmm. <laughs> and then I obsess over it. I'm like, okay, I haven't figured it out yeah, yet. Yeah, well, obsession doesn't surprise me, yeah. <laughs> having known you now for all of 12 minutes. Um, I usually do this later in the interview, but I'm going to give it a whack. Sure. Uh, describe your job for me in five words or less. Creativity, research, discipline, discipline um, love, and mastery. Those are all good. You know, what's really interesting about your response is most people, when I ask them that, everybody from Obama to Meg Whitman to everybody, they try to put it in a sentence. Oh. And, well, no, and you just <laughs> went you with concepts. Five, you said five words. I said five <laughs> words or less, right? But most people try to do it in a sentence, and you went with concepts, which uh, I think is interesting. It is interesting. Or is scary. <laughs> well, take, take your pick. Um, so in, um, I'm going to call that. I'm going to go back and say that's respect. You said five words. That's how you want to dialogue. <laughs> I went with words. You deliver. That's right. Discipline. It's discipline. Um, so in some 10 years, right, since that's the, where you're looking, five to seven down the road, what is uh, the Garcia Companies? Continued. I mean, we're we're the portfolio now is filled with ten diverse companies that speak to each other. I want to continue to advance that. I want these. I want to add the portfolio. I'd love for it to be somewhere between fifteen to twenty different companies that all have this consumer facing touch, so that the style and the way that we do business and that I believe deeply in is impacting more people. I, I want it to have a little bit more of a global reach. I'm very interested in global partnerships. Um, I see it still privately held. So that, you know, I may have some public positions in there, um, but I do still see it privately held. And um, I would love for it to be a think tank of this is how this is business 10.0. This is a holistic business. This is where, for example, if we are looking at a, at a consumer-based company and it's making a product, that it's already vertically integrated the way the waste of that product or whether, whatever excess is created yeah. is vertically integrated into the business model. So it is complete. There's nothing made and then we're, we're depending on someone else to solve it unless I've acquired the, the company <laughs> that was supposed to solve it and then it's vertically integrated. I'm really, really fascinated by taking that full approach because I'm, I'm convinced the consumer will love it. I know it's fantastic for the planet. Holistically, it changes the mental process. You're not being skinny when you're sort of looking for this return on investment or the margins. You're really beginning to think a little deeper. And there's sustainability. Are you making all the decisions around here? Um, no. Depends which decisions. I don't know. I make the, big, all of, the big ones. I make a lot of the big decisions, um, but I don't make all the decisions. In fact, you'd be surprised that maybe I make 50 decisions and the team makes 200 decisions. These are interesting times in the global economy, totally. uh, in politics in this country, mm -hmm. in your business of, of entertainment and mass media because consumers have choices and 
um, options. What, what's, what's the systemic risk for you? I, th- I feel it's our risk, just speaking overall, holistically about our risk. I feel from the beginning we've minimized our, a lot of our risk because we're audience first, right? We're consumer first. We are who is on the other side of whatever we're creating, who is receiving. We, we begin there. So that helps to reduce a lot of what we do. Um, the risk is going to be if we lose touch with that understanding. So that becomes very, very important about what is our input. Where, where are we getting influences? There's a lot of things I actually don't listen to or watch because the biases are so strong. So there's usually information that's coming in, but it tends to be covered with, with bias. I'm very, very interested in intelligence from all over <laughs> and sorting through that to help me understand various economies and the people within the economy. You can have a conversation that's at a political level and it's completely disconnected from what the consumer is actually feeling. Um, so it's there. It lives, it lives in the mindset of can we stay open enough to really understand what people are saying or feeling or wanting even if it's different than what we're feeling. Danny, thanks a lot. Thank you. That's it for this week's Corner Office podcast. The podcast is produced by Bridget Bonner. This episode with help from Sean McHenry. Nancy Fargali is the executive producer of Marketplace on the radio. Satar Nieves is the executive producer of On Demand. Deborah Clark is our senior vice president and general manager. I'm Kai Rizdal. Another episode for you in a couple of weeks.